Wow, you came with an actual idea. Well, I came with a very vague idea that suddenly turned into quite an interesting idea. Not my fault. That's though. true. Are That's you just going to tell me two films and then we're going to go? Yeah, probably. Nice. I love that. Um, <laughs> first, I, I wrote this this title down. I don't know how it would work. Maybe we can go with it. It's um go go. I was thinking about business mergers and how you know like a merger mm-hmm. is like a bad thing. Quite a lot of the time, it's like, oh no, there's a merger happening. Oh, I I wrote down. Sure, why not? Yeah, I wrote down merger. She wrote. You just wrote that down. <laughs> yeah, that's all I. Have. And you're expecting me to do something with that? No, it was just a, <laughs> just a comment. <laughs> I just thought you'd no, find merger. it funny. <laughs> merger. She wrote. That sounds like a sequel to uh, Two Lawyers. <laughs> yeah, it does. Once they'd become, yeah, because they, they became Batman at the end. Batman's a detective, but they're also <laughs> these accountant lawyer people. They became um, Batman. They did, didn't they? And it all sort of, and it all stemmed from sort of um, like business malfeasance, didn't it? Because they thought they were investigating, you know, some sort of financial trickery, but it turned out they were investigating Batman. Hmm. Okay. <laughs> okay. Just she wrote. I just thought I just found it funny. <laughs> So anyway, I could just picture like you do this whole film, maybe with the maybe it's sequel to Two Lawyers, but I like the idea it just like ends with one of them saying that, like saying murder merger she wrote, and then <laughs> that's where the film ends. I don't even know what murder she wrote is about, so that's why there's no potential smashing. It's, it's one of those like weekly crime shows where like someone yeah. gets murdered. It's one of those ones where it's like the fictional village or town it takes place in would theoretically be the most dangerous town on earth yeah. because of how many murders are happening every 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 week okay i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna say two films here that are next okay. to each other okay. next to each other on my list okay and i've got a sort of idea that's forming already it's sharknado mm-hmm. and 1984 sharknado and 1984 all right okay so sharknado. i'm immediately thinking what if there's like going in the sea is a crime, <laughs> and the government have created the idea of sharks. Okay, I was thinking just that imagine would be Jaws like, actually. But yeah. Imagine like yeah, Jaws, but the mayor is right. Um, they are just fear mongering for some reason. Um, <laughs> okay. They should keep the beaches open to the people. Um, <laughs> I was just thinking the idea of like imagine like being like a tyrannical government and Sharknado exists, but for like you know to so people don't panic or to maintain control, you have to persuade people it doesn't exist. <laughs> when it does, and it's very obvious that it exists because it's a tornado full of sharks. Okay. So um, you have this like dissident, like you know, in the government in this group, and it's like you know the government's hiding stuff from you, right? And it's like, what do you mean? Where's your proof? My proof. <laughs> and they, they show like we found this great white shark thirty miles inland. How did it get there? No, hey, maybe this is maybe there? this is the, the like, climax oh, no. of the film. So maybe maybe have a story where it's. The government are hiding things that are obviously true, but they're more subtle, and they just they just escalate throughout the whole film to the point where they're denying this tornado full of sharks that's a- approaching the town, and that's where the public snap and they're like, "What the hell are you on about? Look at it!" Oh god, it's like it's like a climate change sort of parable about like <laughs> denial. No, no, I think oh god, I think South Park did a bit on this, and it was about climate change denial, but it was about um. What was it called? Like the man bear pig. 
So it's just like it's just like this giant horrible creature that's just like murdering people. I think there's a scene where like there's a guy like in a in a restaurant talking to someone going, I just don't believe in Man Bear Pig. And like behind him, Man Bear Pig is just running to the restaurant and started tearing people apart. And he's just like, It hasn't affected me. I just I haven't seen the evidence of it. You know, I've seen both sides talking about it. And this idea of that just like there is no Sharknado. Yes, there is. I can see it right there. It's just like, no, there is no Sharknado. Stop talking about the Sharknado. It's fine. <laughs> this is normal. Like This can all be described um, through just weather patterns and uh, different temperatures of wind uh, making contact. Uh, it's like the Northern Lights. It's very similar. Um, it's it's a tornado like, well, of Welcome sharks. to Night Vale kind of thing. <laughs> What's that again? You told me that. Oh, it's a um, it's a comedy podcast and it's it's styled as though it's the uh radio station in a fictional town oh yeah yeah you've definitely told me and, and it's, it's this kind of like eerie that. um post-apocalyptic kind of vibe through the whole thing where it's like no dogs are allowed in the dog park <laughs> like, nobody enter the dog park under any circumstances i just think all these ideas of just putting like sharknado in a serious context and how funny <laughs> that could be yeah like imagine if you're like a marine biologist or the sheriff or like a mayor. Oh, everybody's a marine biologist. Everyone's a marine biologist, are they? I didn't know that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> if is you it, know. No, actually, no, no, I'm going there. Okay, Isn't it sure. weird? Why is everyone? Why does everyone talk about marine biologists? It's not like a a common job, but it's always in fiction. Oh, he's a marine biologist. Oh, I want to be a marine biologist. I want to be this. Because it, it sounds like smart. But why, is. Is, why is that the one that's caught on? That and forensic analyst. I don't know, because like Everyone other like forensics. Well, often because you want it to like impact the story so it might be relevant, but maybe it's just like you know, you can't go too far out there or else it would have impacts on the story you don't want. Like you could have someone be a marine biologist and that's just kinda of cool. But they can't be an actual like doctor because then why aren't they doing that for the whole story? They should be helping people. No one's like, Oh no, there's a marine biologist emergency, go do that. But if you say your guy's like a, a pediatrician, it's like, Why the fuck are you looking for the Ark of the Covenant Covenant? Help a sick child, you monster. <laughs> I love um, that idea. If, so if you're a marine biologist, just yeah, they're okay, they're smart and they know stuff. Maybe fish are in this film. But also, there's nothing better for them to be doing, really. That's like that's like Waterloo Road. How no one's ever in class, or the, you know, the bell yeah. rings every five minutes because the classes are only only there to separate <laughs> the drama good... between classes. It's like yeah, well, that that's just like um, that's just a good a good way of talking about um, you know, script writing. Just the scene ends when it's fulfilled its point. So the class ends, you know, when when there's no, nothing more to learn. Five minutes. Got the point across. Move on. <laughs> More drama. Any? Okay, back to Sharknado. So I like, yeah, that because you can't say they're an astronaut because that's what then suddenly the story's about that. Mm. Um, but if they're a marine biologist, sure, okay. I think I've learned they're smart. Basically, I don't know if that's done. But what I was gonna say is, imagine you are in this position of authority and knowledge that you know Sharknado is coming. So you know people need to like shelter, people need to not go to the beach, you do all this. But you <laughs> can't tell them that is why, because they won't believe you. Yeah, that's like, what I was saying. No that's what one will believe at. you. <laughs> no, now I'm, I know I know this is gonna sound crazy, but there's a tornado coming. And as far okay. as we can tell, it's full of sharks. It's full of sharks. 
And these sharks, despite the fact uh, are mainly um, fish, um, are sharks fish? Um, I'm not sure now. Sure. sure. They're fish. However, they are surviving in the tornado, thriving intact. Um, this is the largest collection of great white sharks we've seen together. Oh, they are fish, yeah. Uh, ever. So, um, yeah, if, the, if it gets any closer to the town, it will just start launching sharks at people and they will eat you. And they can survive on uh, out of water from what we can tell weeks. So you know, everyone stay inside, <laughs> evacuate these large portions of the town. Don't go to the beach, please. Uh, but you can't tell them that. You have to make up a more understandable threat, which would have the same results, but could engender this like you know dissidence or this like you know this anger at the government or this realization that there's lying. They're not telling the truth about something, and then you know you undercover the truth, and it's like, oh no, it's because there was a threat this wasn't just a power grab the threat is just so unbelievable <laughs> you do like 1984 where they're constantly like fighting the war on the front far away mm. um, and it turns out that's not just a way just to like you know get rid of all the military aged men or whatever and that's not just a way of maintaining control and saying there's a big threat no no they're fighting the sharknados they're f- they are saving the world and if you overthrow the government and like finally all the men can come home we can stop sending people that pointless war yeah then then you can have sharks in your skies mate the government that's actually the one thing they were doing right keeping the sharks I don't at think bay the sharknado is like a um a permanent fixture <laughs> honestly i think it, i think it'd be world changing it's like it's, it's a, a, constant... a weather condition that's always there yeah it's like um uh christmas carol doctor who episode what what was that called again? Um, was it just called a Christmas Carol or something? Didn't they... I think it was called a Christmas Carol. Yeah, it was called um, Shark Boy and Lava Girl. Um, <laughs> meet Doctor Who. It's like that. It's just a thing that can happen. Like that's just a thing that can happen sometimes. Um, and like, but no, but like, pe- the people aren't told because they wouldn't believe them. So they just say, "Oh, there's another. Oh, there's a, a hurricane. Oh, there's um." Uh, oh, there's just like sharks, so just don't swim in the water. I haven't seen any sharks. No, 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 no. They're there, um, but it turns out they're on their way. Um, just like, oh no, we've got yeah. There's um loads of building work at the beach. Don't don't come here. Building work um, for a while. Yeah, we're building more sand. Yeah, do you know how hard it is to make make more sand? You have to crush rocks. That's difficult. <laughs> it takes a while. So we're making some new sand. So don't go to the beach for a while. Also, stay oh, that's inside. Weird. I love that. <laughs> making sand. We're making some sand. So don't sand come factory. to the beach. Uh, yeah, go to the sand factory. Boulder comes in. Sand comes out. It's uh, it's honest work. It, it, it's it ain't much, but it's honest work. <laughs> you just go inside and there's five hundred people with cheese graters. <laughs> just, yeah, like the cheese grating a rock and then the cheese grater breaks, but they got a little bit and then they get another one. <laughs> um, you know, it's good. It's 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 uh, it's good pay. Um. Okay, okay. So, so you're going off on one again. Um, you helped. <laughs> so what are you say? So it's the government, uh, uh, the local, lo- or local or national government, are lying. They're coming up with excuses for people not to go to the beach, which is why 1984 is happening, because there's actually. The unbelievable threat of you have this sharknado sort of is approaching. Nineteen, like imagine, like 
like that's their excuse. Turn out the people at the heart of this authoritarian authoritarian government aren't evil. Um, <laughs> like maybe they're just misled, but like they just they know about the shark thing. And if you were in a position of power and someone told you about the shark thing, you would want to even if you wanted to like save lives, you'd probably have quite a tight grip on people's lives, because mate, one errant step and a sh- and a shark will come flying out of the sky and eat you. Can you imagine- I just want to keep you safe. Big Brother's watching you. Also watching out for sharks. Can you imagine reading, like, it's, I, know, I know this is a film podcast, but imagine like from the book experience, you're reading mm-hmm. 1984, you've been reading it for a few days, you know, you're really into it. It's all this stuff about the government is is keeping secrets and, and lying and, and watching your thoughts and you've got to be careful about where you go because you'll be followed and you can't you can't think the wrong thing and there's video screens and it's very oppressive and you feel like a rebel for even thinking about um, other alternatives. And then he goes to, goes to the, the people and says, hey, I, I want to revolt. I want to be part of the thought crime brigade or whatever. Mm-hmm. I can't remember. I want to be part of the flag smashers. Yeah, and and then and then he keeps going up up levels, and eventually he's talking to one of the big bosses in the in the government, and they say, "Well, we weren't we we weren't going to tell you this, but I think you're going to cause some problems for us." So I'm just going to say, "There's a tornado full of sharks, <laughs> and we're trying to keep people away from the beaches." Now keep this to yourself. <laughs> And he's just reading the book like, like, I must must tell the people. I must tell the people. The people wouldn't believe you. (laughs) But they must know. (laughs) But you've been reading this book for three weeks. And that's the resolution. Yeah, you're like, oh yeah, I never read this in school. Everyone says I've got to read this. People on Twitter keep going on about it and say this is what real life is like, apparently. What's all the fuss about? Um, (laughs) Yeah, you know, you see all those like, like... Either like misquoted or like out of context, like George Orwell quotes from weirdos on Twitter. But you just do one of those, but he's just talking about sharks. Mm. <laughs> and he's like, "Did you know sharks are the perfectly evolved killing machine? They've been on this earth for hundreds of millions of years, and they've barely changed." You know, that's really what you know. I, you know, authoritarianism, yes, very scary. Fascism, awful. But sharks, that's the real threat. You know what this is reminding me of? That's also humanity. on my list. It's sorry to bother you. It is very sorry to bother you because it, it does. <laughs> You, you do watch this film, and it is very silly, but you go with it, and then as you get further and further, it just un- unveils more bizarre twists. <laughs> that if And if the film started like that, um, I think people would bounce off. Um, but yeah, yeah it's once, you, once you get in there, and it's like, no. There's a tornado full of sharks. <laughs> it's, it's on its way. Yeah, damn imagine right. Imagine serious like, Sharknado. Imagine, like, oh, I love the idea of the serious Sharknado. Like, imagine, like, you know, you're part of this select little group of people. I like there is local government. I like there is like a Jaws film, um, mm. and like y- you know, the Sharknado is coming. Everyone else is living in blissful ignorance, <laughs> but you've received the Sharknado warning. But it's like, what, what was it on? Um, was it like Fourth of July weekend or something in Jaws? Like it's the biggest day of like tourism and stuff. But they've received <laughs> a level five Sharknado warning, um, <laughs> and they're like, we have to. We have to tell the people they can't go to the beaches, but the people—they demand it. They—they, they, you know, this is this is where people get all their money. This is this is like, so many tourists come here. Like, what are we going to tell them? Um, we can't tell them the Sharknado is coming. 
It's what gotta, do we just do? Gotta, just got a just got a, a, a piece of paper with a pros and cons list, and it's just on one side it says make lots of money, on the other side it says everybody dies. Everybody will probably, everyone including us, will probably die. And he's just staring yes. at. Hmm. So you know, and you know, this when this happened last time, you know, we need a different excuse this time. People didn't really buy the making more sand thing, but luckily it was off season. <laughs> You know, this was, this was in October, and I was going to the beach in October, so, it, you know, it, it was fine. But... <laughs> we're making more waves. We're, 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 we've had to turn the wave machine on and off again. Um, <laughs> That's a dystopian world, isn't it? We go to the beach, more waves. And the wave machine's broken. You're just staring out at broken. the concrete wall several hundred yards away from the coast. It's just like stagnant, just like water as far as the eye can see because the wave machine has been turned off. It's just like yeah, you're just um, just looking looking through the still water and seeing all the like swimming goggles and and watches that have been dropped at the lying on the bottom of the sea. Yeah, and then just like you see this like giant like um like tanker appear. And you see like they're dumping stuff into the water. And he's like, oh yeah, sorry, we're just we're really chlorinating the area. Um, Need more salt. Need more. So it's just pouring salt into the sea. Need more. You see someone's going and just like taste the sea. Needs more salt. No, no, it's too salty. Too salty. Put half a potato in. Soak up the salt. There you go. That's better. That's I better. love this so much. A genuine experience. Oh this god, is... is that a Sharknado coming? Oh god. <laughs> Not the Sharknado. Oh my god. Yeah, the concrete wall that's two hundred yards away from the coast. It's, so, it's just stopping the real sea getting in. Yeah, you have this horrible dystopia where they're like, oh my god, look, they've got a wave machine and they're like creating the sea artificially because it's because they've actually cut off the outside world. They've cut us off from other countries and from organising with our, you know, our brothers in arms and our, you know, fellow workers. It's like, no, mate, we just built a big wall because the sharknadoes are coming. We're all going to die if we tear down the wall. Oh, no, like, yes, I was, I was we, going for a more of just... a... Um, okay, go More on. of a... Um, commercial kind of side to it it's like oh, right, we right. really want to lock down the beach so we're just gonna just gonna cordon off 10% of it around the coastline <laughs> even though the yeah, real sea is just like... out there over this 10 foot wall but <laughs> yeah we, we've made it like perfect ocean this is, it's this like is the it's safe warm beach. enough yeah no, it's, uh, it's perfectly safe it's perfectly it's warm like it's heated uh, good waves mm. we can turn them on and yeah, off depending exactly. on when you come you put adverts um, on the wall Adverts all over the walls. Um, yeah, it's the it's the authentic ocean experience, and just a hundred meters away from the real beach. If you miss the real thing, yeah, <laughs> this is curated. Um, this sand is imported. He's just, he's um, just this is pink yeah, Himalayan salt we pour lying. into the ocean. People just lying in their in their deck chairs on the beach, sipping sipping from cocktails, staring out at the concrete wall. As the top of a sail just goes along behind the wall. <laughs> you can clearly see the stuff beyond the wall, but they're like, nope. This is our private beach with hundreds Ooh, of people private, on it. Ooh, private little chunk of beach, this. Hey, this, is, this is very premium. <laughs> Imagine what they do. It's like, you know, Welcome they to believe, Virgin again, Beach. 
you have this like government that are hiding the Sharknado thing to keep people safe because people wouldn't believe them. And the, like they do, you know, they tear down this wall, this symbol of uh, the oppressive government. We blow up the wall. <laughs> it's like, yes, we did it, brothers. We tore down the wall. We are now free to, to uh, you know, expand and go out into the world. What the f*** is that? Sharknado. <laughs> Sharknado coming in there. They are no longer have any defences for them. Sharknado. There we go. There's everywhere. Bloody Sharknado. Another fantastic dystopian quickfire from us today. <laughs> yep. <laughs> They're following a theme. Oh, we can't help it. Following a theme, but released two weeks apart. Alright, wow. That was a great episode of Film Smash. Before you go, we've got a little, <laughs> a little something for you. We've got a little, I've got something, a special project we've been working on for quite some time. It's coming up quite soon. And Joe is very excited to tell you all about it. Joe, take it away. Yeah, this is really quite something special. This is... A script that I wrote when I was 14. So when I was a little kid, I came up with this Doctor Who spin-off. I thought it was a spin-off at the time. In hindsight, I call it a parody. But um, it was a very serious spin-off of Doctor Who based on teddy bears. Uh, It's called Softy Who, and I made it with my friends. Um, And then after they all stopped being interested and moved on to other bigger and better things, I relentlessly hammered this project into being in different ways. I wrote short stories. I I tried to write different scripts and make it. And eventually I wrote a movie length script, which I found not that long ago while on Skype with Jack. (laughs) And we talked about it for ages and decided to record a read through. How did you find it? I found it. Joe told us like, you know, um, yeah, we're going to talk about it, and we, we'll stop every now and then like while talking so you can like rip into it, you know, wrote this when I was a kid. Um, I was constantly surprised by how um, not awful it was, um, <laughs> to the extent that I felt like I was being uh, outsmarted by Joe from the past. <laughs> Jack, Jack um, was reading the title character, Softy, the Time Lord, time-travelling teddy bear. Um, he took it in directions I never anticipated. But I think it's a hell of a listen. But yeah, we're gonna we're gonna follow this up with a little trailer, which is my overdramatic, convoluted intro to the thing. It's your, um, it's your life story leading up my... to this moment. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. You've made it, Joe. You've made it. Monday, the twelfth of May, two thousand and eight, at a primary school in North Yorkshire, Year Six are taking their final SATs tests. Most of them have brought in lucky charms, little toys as talismans of good luck. One boy is drawing a picture of his lucky charm, a small blue teddy bear. In the drawing, he gives him a suit, glasses, a pair of trainers, a police box by his side. He's drawing him as Doctor Who. He makes the picture into a poster, Saturdays at 5.30 on BBC One, and gives it a logo. He uses more paper to write out an episode guide for the show just like he's seen in the Radio Times. Softy Who is born. Soon, he tries to make Softy Who. It's a crude effort, clearly the work of children, but it's charming. Hands obviously moving the bears around, story completely improvised, every character voiced by the same two people. So, you two know my evil plan. Uh, yeah, but just go over it so we're sure. He edits the film, 
puts it on a DVD, and the process takes hold of him. Doctor, you do not want to see us. Through high school, he makes new friends, keeps making short films, and takes on new projects, but part of him won't let go of Softy Who. What's going on? Ah, my head hurts. Don't worry, you've just been possessed. Softy's outgrown a suit by now, favouring a top hat and a green scarf, but he's in a revived series, a crossover, a Children in Need special, a novelisation, and finally, a script for Softy Who the movie. Where'd that weird blue box thing go? Oh well. This movie is never finished. At a friend's birthday, he meets someone a lot like himself, someone called Jack. What's a phone? You're being serious, aren't you? Jeff, the years go by, and they become good friends, working together on films, web series, and eventually a comedy film podcast. Hang on, I dropped my phone. He still hasn't ever mentioned his teddy bear adventures, but finally, it's time to reveal all, as Joe, Jack, and some friends come together to read through the official screenplay of Softy Who, the movie.